Hey everybody, welcome. My name is Aaron Phillips. I got Matt, I got Johnny, and we are Thoughts Count Anywhere coming to you with our premiere show, guys. This is our debut. Are you kidding me? Hey, we're back. We are back. Finally, we're... The Rock has come back to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Rocks. Johnny Rock. <laughs> That's right. And we are, this is our, nor, our inaugural show. This has been in the works for us, what, like six weeks? Yeah. yeah Something like that. It. Yeah, we're making our play. Why don't you guys share where we are, where we're coming live, so people know where to find us in the future. We are at the Boulevard Mall at Power Play Sports Cards and Collectibles. Get right up in there. Let them hear, man. If it's too far away, just take the mic off the off the uh, brace there. All right. We're live at the Boulevard Mall at Power Play Sports Cards and Collectibles. And there's a lot of great stuff in here. Oh, yeah. Johnny, what's your favorite thing here in the store? I know what it is, but... Uh, it's probably this amazing Alexa Bliss replica title belt. That's <laughs> right. We happen to be proudly displaying here so that at least the belt makes us look good. Um, anyway, so hey, once all this podcast money starts rolling, yeah, in, I, exactly. might, I, might th- I might take that off Power Play's hands. People <laughs> will want to be part of this show because we are not going to be like every other wrestling typical show. Uh, why don't you guys fill in what, what the show is going to be about and how we're going to get our message across to folks? Well, uh, I mean, I figure the medium is obvious. We are podcasters, and that's yes. how we deliver our message to you. But, uh, you know, we're going to be mostly talking about, you know, what's going on in the world, wild and crazy world of professional wrestling and also maybe do some bleed over in other elements of sports and pop culture because uh, we're men of taste and varied interests, I well, would say. Some taste. <laughs> <laughs> we also got some cool guests lined up, maybe some giveaways, some on-the-spot stuff. Mm-hmm. Make it interesting live. And we'll also bring we'll also bring forth events and things that are not only going on at the mall in general, perhaps more importantly, some of the things that are going on here are power play sports, which we'll get into some of that in a little bit. And if we can if we can get Scott away from the till where he's counting all of his money back in the back room somewhere, like mm-hmm. he's got the little black stripe around his, his arm and he's got that little black visor thing Actually, wait, back wait, there. You haven't seen the swimming pool yet? I haven't seen the swimming pool. Oh no, no, he puts on a little top hat and like he's got a swimming pool full of gold coins. Oh, I see. Oh, so he's at the end of the rainbow, is what it, you're no, saying. No, no, he screws McDuck's it. <laughs> gotcha. He just dives into this big just pool. Just dives of money. right in. So we'll, we'll get the we'll get Scott on here every once in a while, just kind of talk about the shop signings, whatever he's got going on. We are thankful for him. We want to thank uh, Scott from Power Play Sports, allowing us to basically this is our home now. Yeah, yeah. And we actually have people when they walk by. We're actually well, there's no one walking by right now, but when people walk by the mall, we'll actually be entertaining people in the mall, not only ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so. This is going to be a little bit about everything. So, guys, remember, just, uh, you know, share us, reshare us. Be sure you go out there and like our Facebook page, Thoughts Count Anywhere. Um, reshare it. Hit it to your wall so that helps us grow and uh, let folks know what we're here all about. So, yeah, so are you ready for Why don't you guys pick a topic? Let's go. Let's get well, rocking I mean, and rolling. What's, what, happened in, what happened in the world of wrestling? I mean, what, let's start with Ron SmackDown. What's going on in the wild world of the world wrestling entertainment? You know, a lot's going on. We got the King of the Ring tournament. Yes. Clash of Champions is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, new feuds, people coming around. So let's pick one. What do you want? I know you're, you're into the King of the Ring, right? I now. am. I love tournaments. I, I love tournaments, and I, I, I'm glad that, you know, the tournaments are starting to bleed back over to the main roster because, like, for me in NXT, one of the highlights every year is the Dusty Classic with the tag teams. And then they've been doing the May Young Classic. They've been doing the, the Cruiserweight Classic. I like tournaments, and it's a really good way to put eyes on new talent, and, you know, pretty much with the field they've selected, it's a lot of first-timers. And, you know, even though the first round is already in the books and done, we've seen a few upsets, a few favorites have been toppled. Did you expect Ricochet to beat Drew McIntyre? I did not, but I'm glad he did. Yeah? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Let, let's do it right now. Who do you think, Matt? Why not? Who Who do you think is going to win the tournament? I'm taking this thing off the stand. I want Ricochet to win just because he's like one of my favorite wrestlers, and he's King Ricochet. But King Ricochet. <laughs> King Ricochet. Just for TV, nice to I would love to see Baron Corbin win, just because he irritates the living hell out of everybody. Watch hang on to that, because hey the amount of promos he would make, freaking as King of the Ring, would be amazing. Yeah, and, and you know what? They they were actually talking about it on the Serious uh, Wrestling Show, which I don't mm. know if we sh- can plug it or not. But uh, I don't listen to those guys. You don't, you don't listen to uh, um, what's his name? Uh, oh, Bully Busted Ray. Busted Open Bully Ray and, and Dave LaGreca? Uh, occasionally, I haven't, I've, I've, I haven't in a while. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're good stuff though. I like Bully Ray. It just you know, it's time. They, but they went they went over the the past winners, and you know, the majority of them have have been um, bad guys. Oh yeah. You know. Because yeah. they have the ability to carry that scepter and they have the ability to carry that crown in a way that the, that the faces can't do. Well, my, my pick for the King of the Ring is, is another fellow bad guy. He's not as polarizing and controversial as Baron Corbin, but uh, my pick for this since, since round one has been Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe can elevate that title. I think he needs to really... I, I think something really good... I mean, the, the, him winning the U.S. title... For that brief time, mm-hmm. I don't think that really did anything they, for him. They need to they need to find a way to elevate Joe into the main event. Yes, the guy, I agree with the that. The guy deserves to be in the main event scene. He's been around. He's been wrestling for for almost twenty years. Right. He's he's a known name from the indie scene. When he hit NXT and then eventually main roster, he came with a lot of hype around him. And unfortunately, like injuries kind of slowed him down, derailed his career a little bit. He's getting on track, but the way he like his mic work lately has just been so superb, and you know. Samoa Joe just needs that extra little tiny push to push him into like main event status. Absolutely, and True he's that. already proven he can go in the main event scene. Yeah. And he's proven it for uh, on really in any promotion he's been at. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I agree. I'd like to I'd like to see him push a little bit more. Me too. Who would you who well, the newer folk that are in, Matt? Who, I mean, who do you want to see get a push next? I mean, there's always the talk who's next, who's this, who's that. But who would you like to see get pushed that perhaps hasn't gotten that opportunity yet? As much as in like the main event scene, Braun Strowman's already been like super pushed, but he hasn't gotten like the belt yet. Right. He's been like inches away, and then something <laughs> happens, and he's right back down. Well, they so, build him as a monster, yeah. right? And then something happens that that moniker disappears for a while, well, and now he's because a bigger monster appears. A wild Brock Lesnar has appeared. True, <laughs> true. Uh, and he's really the only one that you can consider bigger than Braun, and not only in terms of, but I forget stature, but just in terms of ability. I mean, in terms of pure aggression and animal, yeah, like raw power. I mean, Brock does that. Where would you put Drew, Where would you put Drew McIntyre up against uh, Strowman? He's not there yet. I I like Drew. Um, I since they repacked. I mean, he's a far cry from his original gimmick from many many years ago. He's not the chosen one. He's right. This new Scottish psycho, and I I love what they're doing with him. It's it's amazing. But you know, I like him in the upper mid card. I'd like to see him get a run, like a lengthy run with like one of the mid card titles. Right. Probably the Intercontinental just for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, give him give him a good lengthy monster heel run with one of those mid card titles. Just kind of cement him as like, hey. Drew McIntyre's not a flash in the pan. He's also not, you know, Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley's right, buddy. Right. So here's the thing with the inter- – it's funny you brought up the Intercontinental belt. Up until recently, did we not all forget that Shinsuke Nakamura was the IC oh, title, oh, oh, oh. title holder? 
we have not forgotten. Right. I mean, for I mean, uh, I mean, how does that title and he go into obscurity that it wasn't even on the last pay per view? Well, I, I don't think in, uh, if if the last few weeks are any indication, Sami Zayn's not going to let you forget. No, but that Can that's where I, yeah, that's a nice that's a nice little partnership now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Because for a long time, people were saying Shinsuke should not be talking. He should have a Paul Heyman like voice talking for him. Mm-hmm. Same same thing with Oscar, right? Yeah, they definitely yeah. should. I mean, Paige was doing it, but now Paige had just recently had another surgery. So the the what were they the Warriors or whatever they the Kabuki the, the Warriors. Kabuki Warriors, yeah. Um, you know, Paige was kind of their voice. Yeah. But now she's out, and now we don't see the Kabuki Warriors really on TV except for the last bout when they went against the Iconics not too long ago. Well, you know, right? I mean, I hate to say it, but the women's tag division right now is it's very weak. Of, well, just there's so much more that they they could do with it that they're not. Could be you know, sure. There, there's plenty of ideas. I mean, that's I, I'm going to table that for another show because yeah, I, well, I could talk. About, what I'd really like to talk about is actually the Raw tag team division. And okay, they've kind of bungled it in recent weeks. And I mean, they put the belts on Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, right. who you're already planning on having going going at each other at Clash of Champions. Right. So are they transitional champs? Or are you, Probably. Are you draw, I mean, now who's our number one contender? Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler and Bobby, and, and they were just I mean Robert Roode. Robert Roode, the glorious one. Put respect on that mustache. Right. <laughs> Flesh fr- fresh from the porno scene from the seventies. Meet r- meet Rude's uh, mustache. Hey, that's that's a, that's a mustache that'll make Joey Ryan smile. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's funny these 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 teams that just get thrown together. Look at Cesaro and Sheamus when they were thrown together by Mick Foley. You know, I like that. that. I like the lead up to that. Yeah, that worked well. Absolutely. But that's just it. There was a lead up to it. Mm-hmm. Here you just get Ziggler and Rude, two guys who, for all intents and purposes, meant nothing anywhere. On the card, and all of a sudden, now they win the number one contender seed in that gauntlet match. Well, the, the biggest slap in the face to me was like, okay, I like factions. I'm I'm very unabashedly pro-faction. I, I loved growing up with, like, DX and the NWO, mm-hmm. and, you know, even the corporation, the corporate ministry, like, all of that. I like groups because groups are a good way to utilize talent you don't always get to see all the time. Right. Yeah. And eventually, like, sometimes somebody shines bright in right. that faction, and they become, like... You know, I mean, like when Randy Orton had the legacy. Right. Who knew what Cody Rhodes would become when he formed the legacy? Sure. Ted DiBiase Jr. Right. And that faction made a whole lot of sense back in yeah. back in that time. And so, like, you know, you have the faction. I like when you have all the gold on a faction. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not shy about my love for the Undisputed Era, and they will be draped in gold by the end of the year. <laughs> Hashtag Roddy needs a belt. Um, but I got to say, I liked... AJ having the U.S. title and Gallows and Anderson having the tag belts. Mm-hmm. I, I like the OC. I mean, the name is stupid, but the faction is great. Right. And, you know, just, oh, man, I'm really, I'm just kind of fantasy booking here, but when Finn Balor comes back from his little vacation, right. I, I want him to come back heel and just join the <laughs> OC. Like, just, if you're going to quit quit dancing around it, just give us Bullet Club. But do you see him Do you see him coming back, though, with more of the demon to go against Bray now? And we, Bray's a whole other topic. But. We're going to talk about Bray later. Okay, so we'll save we'll save that I question. Save for, so I, I, I got I got some stuff to talk about. Now, also we have uh, AEW's got a card coming up. I think this weekend, don't they? You you say it so ca- calmly. Well, they have a card. They it's like a card. I mean, Moxley's biggest... Moxley's not part of it, so now it's just a card. <laughs> sorry, wow. Pac. sorry, Pac and and uh, Kenny Omega. Ah, wow. Jeez. You know, to, to me right now, as far as AEW is concerned, to me, the big money guy, in my opinion, is Jericho. Of course. I mean, you know, you could, the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could talk about Cody, you could talk about all these guys, but to me, the guy that's really helped put AEW on the map, I believe, is Jericho. And he's having another turn in his career that is every time he has stepped back into the ring after taking Fozzie time, 
He has just never really done anything wrong. Chris Jericho has a very, very rare gift in professional wrestling that you can literally give him just a piece of wood, like a stick, right. just a, a branch you get off the tree, and he'll get that branch over. Like anything you put in Jericho's hands will turn to gold. He's, he's, to thank- he's not Judas. He is Midas. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? I want to welcome Pete Wilbur to the uh, podcast. He's currently viewing us here. Hey, what's uh, up, Pete? So Pete's Pete. out there. Thank you. Reshare us here, Pete. Reshare us direct to your wall so that people know we're, we're going on, and uh, we appreciate your support. Speaking of Jericho, he got the word it over. Oh, yeah. Like, How is that even possible? Dude, he got a and clip- a pen click. <laughs> <laughs> he got a clipboard to potted plan over in the same year. That <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I mean... That's talent. That is absolutely talent. Come on, even 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 Moxley put the potted plan over in in his right. famous now famous podcast. Exactly, exactly. That was that was too funny. Um, but we, we won't go. That, but unfortunately, we we rest in peace, Mitch the Plant. Yeah, that's right. Uh, everybody pretty much knows now that uh, Moxley won't be there because he has a MRSA infection in his elbow, which will take yep. him out. They're hoping he'll be back in time for the October card when they go on TV. Actually, mm. was it the second of October they debut? Yep. Now, I, I kind of feel like a wrestling psychic here because the minute Matt broke that news to us in the group chat, right? Um, I said, well, it'd be smart if they bring Pac in because he's no longer the Open Dragon Gate champion. Right. Uh, he's not running this undefeated bastard streak. He can he can afford to take a loss or a win. Right. Bring Pac in to face Kenny Omega. That's a money, that's a money match. I'd right. pay money to see that. And then sure enough, within the hour... <laughs> You posted, like, this just announced, Kenny Omega versus Pac. And I'm like, called it. Well, his name, Pac's name, though, had been linked to AEW for potential for well, a while anyway. He's, he's been signed since they had their press conference in Vegas. I right. mean, the only reason he pulled out of Double or Nothing, and I actually, when I, when I, read, all the, when I read all the facts on it, like, everybody thought, like, he backed out of his contract. Right. Everybody thought, he never did. He was always signed. He just felt that the match with Hangman Page would not suit his character at the time. Like I said, he was a champion in another promotion, right. running on the gimmick of being undefeated. And he didn't, and, but they wanted to position Hangman Page as the guy to face, you right. know, to, to be in that title match for that inaugural title. Yeah. Pac didn't want to take the loss to Hangman, and honestly, in hindsight, it suited his character at the time. So I don't blame him for exercising a bit of character control on that and you know if that's the way AEW is going to play things I salute them for that because mm-hmm. you know you don't got all this you know if the booking suits the gimmick if the booking suits the character then go with it don't that's my one of my big problems with WWE right now is like why did Gallows and Anderson have to drop the titles right. to Strowman and to Strowman and Rollins it right. makes no sense right. at all I don't know where the storyline's going unless they're just I mean they want to have people pulling double duty at Clash of Champions. Which right. I, that, to me, that takes away a payday. Well, wasn't the original concept of Clash of Champions way back in the day was that champions would battle champions? No, no, no. It's, it just means every title. It's, it's the only pay-per-view of the year. Where every title's up. Besides WrestleMania. But, I mean, sometimes WrestleMania doesn't always ascribe to that formula. Right. But Clash of Champions is billed as the one time where every single championship in the company is on, is, on, is on the line. So here's another one I want to talk about. Is I heard this discussion on uh, Busted Open earlier, which I thought was quite interesting. Which women's championship would you be more invested in? Bailey and Charlotte or Sasha and Becky and why? Matt, you can take this one first. <laughs> <laughs> I would I'd, go I'd put my own gauntlet down with that question. I would go Sasha and Becky because Becky's like the most over woman in the whole wrestling industry at the moment still like a year later sasha sasha is just coming back and she has still a lot to prove of 
after all the whining and crying she did on Instagram and folks there's not an earthquake going on but the guys and myself we have to remember to stop banging the table so if you're hearing that in the background we're not having an earthquake so I'm sorry. We're okay i'm just gonna orange cassidy <laughs> for the rest, of the, the rest of the show <laughs> that's something we all have to remember not to do because we're just using a, a extra table here so but it'll be picked up so don't worry about it. there's no earthquake going on <laughs> no, sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh you're fine so here's the interesting thing in terms of pure wrestling Okay, how would you rank the four women? Pure wrestling in the ring. I'm not talking mics. I'm not talking being over. How would you rank the four ladies that I just mentioned in terms of wrestling? Because the, the thought is, is that in terms of emotional involvement, okay, Becky and Sasha will have that. Yeah. But from a pure technical wrestling ability in the ring, people are saying that Bailey and Charlotte will have that. Your thoughts? That makes sense, yeah. Charlotte probably is, like, the best wrestler of the four. Mm -hmm. But I think Becky's the most entertaining. Sasha's pretty up there on the mic. I'd say, like, Bailey and Charlotte has, like, the most technical match. One and one A, right? Mm -hmm. But Becky and Sasha will have, like, the most entertaining in crowd and crowd involvement, like, match. Okay. Uh, I, I agree. For one, like, Charlotte is... The, the head of the, you know, you, this is actually the first pay-per-view I've seen where all four horsemen are involved with matches with each other. Right. Um, you know, you actually have all four horsewomen battling each other. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think people are just glossing over. I think this is the first time that's actually happened. Right. Yeah, that's true. Actually. Since probably yeah. since NXT. And, uh, you know, Becky and Charlotte are, are, are in a class of, like in a wrestling class of their own. Charlotte is a once-in-a-generational talent. I mean, there's, yeah. I've seen that woman do things in the ring, both on TV and live and in person, like that I've never seen a woman do in the ring ever. I, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Carol, who's out there watching, Hi, and uh, Big Dirty from BBW is currently in the Big chat Dirty? room. Big Dirty? So uh, we'll be talking about BBW's card this weekend here in a few minutes. That's right. Thanks for checking in, guys. We appreciate it. Please reshare us like Pete did. We share the stream to your wall so people can catch us. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of wrestling ability, I mean, I, I, I find Becky and Charlotte to be a cut above Sasha. In fact, I don't really like watching Sasha Banks in the ring. I think she's a botch machine. She does, I mean, she does some things in the ring that I just find to be so unsafe. I mean, she obviously comes out of it unscathed, but, like, I've seen her take some pretty, pretty nasty bumps in the last couple of years. So... In terms of pure wrestling ability, I think Sasha's the lowest of the four. Okay. But, uh, I mean, she's very entertaining, and she works her character well, and I've been waiting for her to go back to being a heel because I don't know if you remember Sasha in NXT. She was an amazing heel. Right. And I felt like it fits her natural personality because, you know, the whole Sasha's ratchet thing. Like, she's just a naturally snide, snarky person. Oh, yeah. And I, I really feel like it's like Randy Orton. I can never buy Randy Orton as a babyface. He just, he's, he's got a heel personality in real life. Right. Whereas, like, Sasha, when you see her smile, it's always like, eh. It always looks fake. Yeah, it's like, if I smile any harder, like, I'm going to rip a muscle in my face. But then, but then again, it's not every guy that will allow his kid to do an RKO on you going into a pool. Well, uh, that's true. And, so, I mean, that's, that's a pretty good step. And, and apparently not all high school principals allow RKO. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, um, so, uh, make fun. sure that's, that's close up. By the way, I just handed a mic to the guy who runs the place. Hey. It's not AJ Styles. No. It's not AJ Styles, but he's been he, he's been back here kind of directing and everything, so I want him to become known as like the, the God voice because we'll hear him a lot, but we may not see him on camera. But I mean, oh, 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 exactly. Oh. Didn't, didn't Vince McMahon beat you at Backlash? <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Scott, say hello to everybody. Let them hear your voice. Hello, everyone out there in radio, internet, podcast land. There you go. Now, if you want to show them your face, come on around, because I want them to know we're not throwing voices or ter- uh, Terry Fader's not here. There he is. <laughs> he's the man that owns the place. But what he's, do- what he's doing is he's helping us actually like, yeah. direct it and do this. But I want to give him a mic so that when he has a thought and wants to jump in, gosh, he's more than welcome, because I thought I had a lot of wrestling years under my belt from 1976. I pale in comparison to what this guy does and knows, and the people he knows in the industry is amazing. So, well, well Scott, what is your? What, why don't you educate the people? What is your absolutely professional wrestling? Well, in professional wrestling, I spent 15 years on the Cauliflower Alley Club Board of Directors. Right on. Uh, so, basically, in a nutshell, I uh, helped promote the banquet with a bunch of other wonderful people throughout the years. Does that mean we get an in this year? We know somebody we can get in for the banquet? Former this year? board member. <laughs> well, that's okay. You still got to know people, don't you? Absolutely. Okay. We still remain he friends. Knows, he knows the waiters, the waitresses. Yeah. <laughs> the bellhops. You know, I, I can take care of all that for you. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, I've had 35 years in the sports uh, memorabilia industry here in Las Vegas. Also was on the board of the Sports Collectors National for six years. Did my time in purgatory. Um, <laughs> But then also, uh, you know, I was part of the first indie wrestling organization here in Las Vegas years ago. Which was? Uh, that was the NWC. Okay. And it had a wonderful run. And, uh, you know, T.C. Martin was the original owner of it. I came in at the very end. But, uh, you know, it, it had its day. And then, uh, you know, a few years later, Joe DeFalco with FSW came into play. Mm-hmm. And then it has just pl- uh, prospered from there. Las Vegas is a mecca for pro wrestling. It is, and we talked about that actually in yeah. our previous show about how Vegas has been growing as a location for the indie scene and, and for promotions. Uh, it's, it's just crazy. People well, don't understand how that really is part of the entertainment if, value of Las Vegas. If, if, you, if you remember uh, what I said during Double or Nothing weekend, mm-hmm. was that like there were so many indie shows. It was it felt like a WrestleMania weekend. Yes. And yeah, it, it you know just all the indie shows and all the talent from all over the world that were here, to me it was like, like I told a lot of my colleagues, in fact, uh, like uh, I don't know if you know Jack the Jobber from uh, from Cultaholic is. Okay. Uh, I, I I met him at one of the shows, and I kind of pulled him aside. I was like, right now, all eyes in the wrestling world are on our city. Like they're on Las Vegas right now. Like you, this is some of the best independent talent from around the country and around the world that are here in our city. And a lot of them had a very favorable experience, and a lot of them have said, "Oh, I want to." come back i can't wait till vegas books me again you know, right you know we've got guys coming in from the east coast and the midwest from like mlw and gcw we got guys coming in from california i mean what's not to love about working in vegas in any form of entertainment right whether it's wrestling whether it's what we do as podcasters whatever who doesn't lo- i mean the taxation is good here for you know employment stuff i mean who wouldn't want to work here now with with our scene growing and it's only going to keep going because the raiders now are coming here and we are becoming Mm -hmm. a sports mecca in this country yeah why not wrestling to grow here well one good thing about las vegas it's a hub for some of the most major airlines you've got allegiant you've got southwest um a number of my friends and cohorts in the business it's easy to get a flight in and out almost any time of day Mm -hmm. every hour on the hour so if you're an indie wrestler not only is it a good tax you know benefits but the transportation helps quite a bit and then when you come in you got plenty of hotel rooms because you know i remember super bowls and that being in jacksonville where not enough hotel rooms you've got plenty of that here along with the restaurants the entertainment transportation's great so you know we have the mecca here and you know it's we get more people it's funny you mentioned the super bowl we get more people in this town during super bowl weekend 
than the Super Bowl site actually gets for the games and all their stuff. Absolutely. And take, take you know, using your comment there, mark my words, we'll never get a Super Bowl. It, there's chances, no benefit to Las Vegas. Because no, but there's we'll, a benefit to the NFL having it here. Otherwise, why would we have the Raiders been approved here? Oh, very I mean, true. I mean, I think it very, having the Raiders here greatly increases the chances of maybe having one. If we didn't have the Raiders, I would say it would be a zero chance. Well, yeah. I'm more concerned about us having a WrestleMania by WrestleMania 40 year. Have Absolutely. it right in the Allegiant Stadium. Rumor has it there's like five cities left for 2021, and L.A. and Vegas are like two of the five. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want to see. I want to see it as a nice round number, like you said, 40. Yeah. What a great number. I want it to be a big one. It's a big stadium. It's going to be new. It's because be the weather here in April is terrific. Of course. <laughs> I remember going to the WrestleMania out in the parking lot of Caesars Palace. Well, so I feel like fish in an aquarium. I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> but uh, we have some folks walking by. Hi, guys. We're doing a live podcast. Hi. <laughs> Thoughts count. No, not that. That's my other show. Thoughts count anywhere. All about pro wrestling and pop culture. This is our debut episode. Well, I wish you many more. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Like us on Facebook. <laughs> thank for stopping in. No. Thoughts count anywhere. Don't look at don't look at the screen the the skin. That's a different show. <laughs> Thanks guys. Thanks for stopping in. Are you moonlighting on this show? I'm, well, yeah, I have to. I, I, I'm a podcast producer and I do a lot of podcasts. I got another one I'm doing starting the night, so I'm all over the place. I know we're on a podcast on the internet, so we could really say anything. But are you an internet? Never mind. Am I an internet <laughs> whore? No. <laughs> Am I a podcast whore? Yes. yes. No. Whoever there's a microphone and a need for my voice, trust me, I'll be there somehow. Uh, we, we like to call him an internet darling. Yeah, an internet darling. There you go. That's it. The only time darling and my name's ever going to come together in a sentence, that's for sure. I uh, want to thank everybody for joining in. You are watching the debut episode of Thoughts Count Anywhere, hosted by the three of us and the boss back here, Scott. We're coming to you live from Powerplay Sports right here at the Boulevard Mall. Uh, you know, while we have Scott here, why don't we talk about, why don't you pull up the um, oh. sheet there, um, Johnny? Let's talk about some of the signings that he's got coming on here, including one this weekend, right? Uh, yeah, actually, we have, uh, if you're a Golden Knights fan, we have Ryan Reeves, the goon, Revo himself, going to be uh, going to be at uh, the Sunset Station between, uh, what was it, uh, 1 to 3? 1 to 3 on Saturday. The show runs 10 to 6. So if you're not a hockey fan or a Ryan Reeves fan, Golden Knights fan, which you should be penalized for that. Go Knights, go. But if you're a sports collector or even a toy mm -hmm. collector with all the Funko Pops out there, we've got a huge show going over. It's free admission. Bring the family down. Make it a weekend. Sadly, we don't have a Reeves Pop yet. And you never will. Uh, Nothing nope, against but that, but a goon. I, I want him as a two-pack just pummeling one of the sharks. <laughs> I would buy like five of those. I, I hate the sharks. I think Tom Wilson of the uh, Capitals has that uh, number down for the second one. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, everybody, for I sent out a, a uh, invite for a watch party. Right. Oh, and cool. I'm blowing up. Oh, right. we're, we're blowing up. Please right. reshare us. And also, I notice out there, so I have to. I do have to do a little moonlighting plug. My uh, my partner from my other podcast, Neil Portnoy, twin brothers from different mothers, is out there watching right now too. Oh, what's up, Neil? Hey, so, Neil. Yeah, so uh, he's out there, and I got to get you over to Neil's shop. You'll really love his his illustrations, his sport. I mean, you got to get over there. Absolutely. Especially as a big Anytime. sports guy. Yep. Um, Anyway, so the he's out there. Fastest pencils in the West? No, 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 no. Magic markers. Sharpers. Uh, uh, sharpies. Uh, fastest sharpies in the Yes, marker. Right. That's all he does it with. Markers, no paint, no chalk, no nothing. Absolutely incredible. And I'm not saying that because he's watching, but I still want to be able to do my show safely in this gallery. So, Neil, you're the greatest. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, anyway, so, yeah. So, thank you for joining. And please reshare the feedback to you all so your friends see us as well. So, there's a lot going on in the wrestling world, and it's going to continue to change. Well, let's, let's run down this yes, uh, let's, let's run yes. down this all-out card. Cause, uh, oh, speaking of signings, though, you have one coming up oh. with the Blanchards. Let's talk about that, right? Oh, yeah. 
first Saturday in November, November 2nd, I have the Hall of Famer, in my opinion, the best heel ever, Tully Blanchard, Four Horsemen. He will be signing with his lovely daughter, probably one of the best female talents in the industry, Tessa Blanchard. You might want to keep me away from her. Oh, stop it. I'm going to ask Speaking of fantasy booking, do you imagine Charlotte versus Tessa? That's what everybody's hoping to see someday. Eventually, that's going to happen. Oh, I'm sure. The generational wrestling between those two with their lineage is crazy. Absolutely. The one thing when you have those two together, this will be the first public signing that they've ever done is father-daughter. Wow. Wow. That's going to be awesome. So it's the first. So November 2nd. November 2nd. And that's where again? Right here at the Boulevard Mall, Power Play Sports Collectibles. For more information, you can come into the the shop here, speak with Linda, my manager. You can speak with me. You can send us an email. You can call the store at 702-482-PLAY. And what time again? She'll be here from 2 to 5. I'm thinking after twin brothers from different mothers that Saturday, we may want to hightail it down here and set up a little something, something by those two. I, I, I like <laughs> Do we know somebody that can do that for us? Shut us up. <laughs> that is if Dad and I can get off the golf course. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> That gotcha. Cool. Oh, we even got Bark Andre Furry who's watching us. Oh, hi, Bark. Yeah, Bark's watching us right now. Uh, I love Bark. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. All right, let's get back to the, to the card. Go for okay, it. Okay, so let's run down this. Uh, there you go. I'll throw this, the info over to you. Let's run down this all-out card. We'll just kind of do this uh, rather quickly. So uh, we, have a, we have a tag match between Private Party and Angelico and Jack Evans. Okay. Now, my pick for this match is going to be Angelico and Jack Evans because they're they're, they're, they've got a goose egg in the wind department since they joined AEW. Okay. And uh, I really think that uh, you can't have a team that talented just circling the drain all the time. I think a big win's in their future. What do you guys think? I agree with you. It's insane they haven't won a match yet. Those two mm. are so talented. and Private Party's cool and all, but they can and Helico and Evans need to take that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. You, you just keep <laughs> rolling down the card in the interest of time. All that's right. all. So we have this 21-woman casino battle royale. 21. 21 Casino. Women. Blackjack. Well, I just gotta, got yeah, it. You got to hit 21. You know? I just got it. 21 to win. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, we have some, uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the AEW women's talent that's already been signed. I expect a few surprises. Um, but uh, also, uh, Roddy Piper's. Rowdy Roddy Piper's yes, daughter. Yes, the Teal. daughter. Yeah. His daughter, Teal, is one of the. But she did not. She, it was expected. She made, She was hoping to have signed with AEW, but she's only for this one car, one match. Because then she's going to Women of Wrestling. Is that yep. where it was? Wow. She's actually being trained by Tessa. Oh, that, that's right. Right on. There you go. Another connection. That's and, see, a good and, and, and Tessa is not officially signed with AEW. Is she still under contract to Impact or uh, Ring of Honor? Uh, are there true com- uh, Impact contracts? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, there there are impact contracts because apparently Killer Cross is, won't be won't, it, can't get it, his release. Can't get his release. <laughs> apparently, yes. Okay, so keep going. What so, else is on the so, card? Um, we also got this. Uh, we this match I'm actually really looking forward to just because the people involved. We have SoCal Uncensored, all three of them. You know, Daniels, Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky versus probably the greatest tag team that I've seen come along in a while in terms of pure gimmick. A boy and his dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> and Marco Stunt. So you have like small, medium, and large. And I never thought I'd ever consider Jungle Boy to be a medium, but have you seen Marco Stunt? Marco Stunt, he's like the bite-sized brawler. I mean, he's like, he's like. Is I'm he a not, midget? I'm not. A, he's not a midget, but he's just a very short man. All right. He's like, I think he. He's very vertically challenged. I mean, I think, I think, I, I think Alexa Bliss might. So is Johnny. Be careful. I, I, Marco Stunt probably comes up to the middle of my. See. Middle of my bicep. Does he have to like you have to be this tall to get in the ring kind of thing? I 
Dude, I think you need to step by her together. Gotcha. But I tell gotcha. you what, he's, Catapult. he's got talent. Alex and Cars jam- trampoline to bring over there. <laughs> he, he's small, but he's got talent. He can go. Shout out to Cameron. Count out Cameron's watching us. What's right up, Cameron? Hi, Cameron. Thank you for joining in, man. Appreciate it. So, yeah, so um, that, that, mar- that match just, I mean, I really don't care who wins. Like, all six of those guys can put on a fun, entertaining right. match. Um, uh, Luchasaurus is probably the one, you know. Crazy dinosaur gimmick aside, he's probably one of the most talented guys I've seen in the ring for a big man. Right. I see. I've seen Luchasaurus do th- some things live that I just I've never seen a man his size do. He's very athletic. He's very smart. He's got a good good head for ring psychology, and I just I really like watching the guy work. So. Wasn't it? Wasn't wasn't uh, he just in um, Vegas not too long ago down to Fremont Street? Actually, yeah, he's in Vegas a lot. Actually, I, I've seen him. I've seen him work FSW shows. Okay, he worked. Um, he worked at, was it the, the Raja one, the Nexus show a few months ago? Okay. Uh, he, he worked Fight Capital. Uh, gotcha. I saw him come out. I didn't realize he was that big. He's huge. Like, he looks big on TV, but you see him in person? Mm-hmm. Jesus. I've been in the back with him, and he is just a massive dude. He's, he's probably, like, as big as Kane. <laughs> Jeez. He's, yeah. he's a big Crazy. Guy. All right, what's next on the card? All right, so we got Riho versus Shida, two of these amazing, amazing Japanese women. And Riho has built herself up a little bit of a winning streak in uh, in AEW so far. Getting, you know, she's working as a heel, but she's getting the fans behind her because, like, I mean, I remember Double or Nothing. She came out and nobody knew who she was, but she she won. She she got the pinfall at Double or Nothing and yeah. has just been on a roll since then. She won at Fighter Fest. Uh, I think she I think she lost at Fight for the Fallen, but uh, you know, teaming with Britt Baker, but. Who was just being? Who was interviewed the, today by Busted Open? I was listening to the mm. replay of it coming in. Dentist. Dentist. She's That's why actual, she's a doctor. She's she's, she's a one year out. She's an actual <laughs> dentist. Oh yeah. So I told her she should double down, knock the people's teeth right. out there in the paper. Exactly. Fix them on Monday. Those cards in the locker. She can make her own clientele. What's next? What right. else? Saw What's the main event of the card this week? Well, well for for there, there's a few main events. Uh, we have uh, the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Okay. Which, uh, you know, that's for the uh, the AAA tag titles. Yep, the, ladder match. Ladder match. And uh, I, I got to see the Luchas taking this one. You know, uh, it's a Mexican belt. I feel like it should stay with the Luchadors. And plus, you know, the Bucks got to lose sometime. They're they're 3-0 and since AEW started. You know. And you're kind of the vice president. Yeah, you can't just book yourself to win like all the time. <laughs> Even Triple H takes losses. Come on now. Triple H. Are uh, you trying to say they're not Fern Ganyas? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Ganya rule here. One of the uh, episodes we'll have to okay. share some of the stories Mr. Bockwinkle has I, shared I, with me over the years. God rest his soul. One of the best of all time. I would love to hear the stories. You know. Ow. I totally lost my train of thought for a minute. <laughs> Easily distracted Sorry. by the red light. Easily distracted <laughs> the, by the, the red light. The train came through Shiny the... the main, we were talking about main events. Oh, uh, well, it's not a main event, but I, we, I don't want to gloss over this match because this uh, this Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela match is just going to be probably the craziest thing we've seen in AEW yet. I mean, more crazy than Moxley versus Janela with the with the thumbtacks. Oh. But th- these three guys come from a hardcore background. Right. I've seen them all do some crazy things in the ring. This is going to be pure attitude era, hardcore match craziness. And I, for one, you know, it's I'm not all about the blood and guts, but I do like, I, I like a variety. And I think these three guys have 
a niche and you're putting all three of those guys who fit this mold in a triple threat match mm-hmm. against each other. Something crazy is going to go There's, down. <laughs> Joey Janela is probably almost going to die at least three times. <laughs> there will be at least one don't die Joey chant. Jeez, that would, that would not be good for the show if he does, right? That would not uh, no, no. He'll, he'll, he'll That's our ratings. Yeah. That's our ratings. <laughs> now, Joey Janela will break his back and then tweet from the backstage <laughs> drinking a White Claw. I'm fine, guys. Crazy. What's next? So, so, we got, so, the, so the, the, the main event, main events, we have Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard in Sean Spears' corner. Really? And yeah. for those who don't know that name, Sean Spears was who with the WWE? The 10, Ty Dillinger. The right? perfect 10. The perfect 10. Mr. Peyton Royce. That's lucky yeah. bastard. <laughs> that's right. Just heard that this week. So uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, again, does Cody take the win or do we get somebody over that's new in AEW? You know, I, I'd like to see Sean Spears take the win. Yeah. I think that only makes sense, especially if you got Tully in his corner, right? Yeah, why yeah. would you bring Tully in? Exactly. Exactly. Maybe underhandedly. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little dirty work by right. Tully. Tully? No. 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 Tully. No, Tully. Not the horseman. No. Really? Tully's a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Come on. He used to hang out with Ric Flair. Ric Flair is just above reproach. All right. Before we go on with another wrestling topic, because we did promise folks well, it's also going to be some culture. So well, let's wrap that well, up. Let's, let's wrap up yep. all out because, we, of course, yep. we, we, we mentioned Pac versus Kenny Omega. Yep. I actually have uh, I have Omega in this match. I think Pac can afford to take a loss finally. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, after Kenny's had a had a rough road so far in AEW. So um, what do you guys think? Pac or, Pac or Omega? I'll probably take Omega. Z should be like top tier mm-hmm. like talent in that company he's like voted the best in the world how many years now right all right Aaron, who do you no i was gonna say scott was pulling up the mic so scott i'll go with omega also i think he's yeah. one of the top talents in the industry and he his time is now i, I think if if moxley were still in the match I would have leaned more towards Moxley getting it because of the, the publicity and everything or a draw between the two somehow. But now that Pac is coming in, I would agree. I think Omega's, Omega's got to take the, take the win on this one. It's going to be a hell of a match, so, though. I mean, both of those guys are incredible talents. Absolutely. And, of course, the big, the granddaddy of them all, the, the moneymaker, the draw, the main event, Hangman Adam Page versus... Chris Jericho, <laughs> the pain maker, the Lionheart, Y2J, the whatever. Goat. The GOAT. The best he, the best there is at what he does. Chris Jericho is winning. The Chris, Ayatollah of rock and roll. That's right. Chris Jericho will be your first AEW inaugural champion. I think so. It only makes sense. You know, if he wins that belt, he better get his thank you already. I, I thanked him at double or nothing. I had a whole <laughs> section shouting thank you, Chris, but apparently my thanks mean nothing. Well, well, if you're gonna put over a company that's the best person you have Absolutely. on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. Right. He, as we've had conversation prior to the show. Mm-hmm. When you ask ask the average person on the street who Hangman Page is, they don't have a clue. But you tell them who Chris Jericho is, they will know. And it's mm-hmm. from his days at you know WCW, WWE, or his list. Yeah, or his list. <laughs> but he has that name recognition. Absolutely. So yeah. office putting appeal. the putting the belt on him first time will get it over. You know every yeah. other you know every other in- entry on the list of Jericho is armbar, right? <laughs> I remember I the thousand moves. That. <laughs> that was hilarious. Armbar. Did not know that. Arm drag. 
Right. Arbar. <laughs> so that's the whole card. And when is that card? That's this weekend. That's, that's this weekend. That's Sunday. Sunday. All right. All right. No, Saturday. It's Saturday. Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Saturday. Sorry. Well, Saturday. I, I'm glad it's Saturday because we cannot have it work against BVW's B card on Saturday. We'll talk about that in a minute with what they've got coming but now, up. But now it is being counter-programmed with uh, NXT TakeOver UK. Uh, what is it? Cardiff? Yep. Yeah. yeah, but with the time difference, NXT, yeah. you know, UK is going to be like 3 in the morning. So, I mean, or whatever well, <laughs> whatever the time difference so is. I'm actually going to a concert at the Las Vegas House of Blues that night. So, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to watch both of them late. Oh, there you go. So there you I, go. I'm going to turn off my Twitter. I'm going to turn off my, my Facebook. I'm just going to, like, put my phone in my pocket and not be on it because I want no spoilers for any of it. So, let me throw this question out to you. I'm going to change gears with the, for a reason here. Okay. And, Scott, please chime in with this as well. Right now, today, what's the biggest pop culture news that's going on out there non-wrestling to you? What's the, what's the craziest pop culture topic that's being talked about or happening or whatever that you want to just chat about? Go ahead. You got something, right? I could tell. So I had a Popeye's chicken sandwich today. <laughs> yeah, what is the big deal with Popeye chicken sandwiches? Am I missing something? So do, do, do we, like, get penalized for having yourself on? And that's not the first time he's done that. He should know better on previous podcasts. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's, let's put this in the lockbox behind us. <laughs> so, okay, so Popeye, I mean, what's the big deal? Why, oh why is this chicken sandwich, is this to try to get away from Chick-fil-A? Well, no, they, they basically they made a Chick-fil-A sandwich. They made a Chick-fil-A sandwich, <laughs> yeah. Popeye's made a chicken sandwich that's, you know, very similar to what Chick-fil-A puts out as their Chick-fil-A sandwich. You know, it's it's basically, it's just fried chicken and a pickle on right, a bun. Right, right. Um, you know, it's like sauteed or savored I don't, know, I don't know cooking marinated in whatever kind of spices they use but <laughs> special yeah, sauce you know it's like other than the breading they taste pretty much the same right but you know like it's it sparked this whole twitter war between Popeyes and Chick-fil-A and everybody's getting into it okay the Popeyes by my house I've never had to wait in line for I, I usually go in there I get the surf and turf the chicken and shrimp meal right it's, it's, it's tasty I like Popeyes chicken mm -hmm. I go there the driveway the drive-thru line was, like, wrapped around the store to where I couldn't even pull into the parking lot. For Popeyes. Line. For Popeyes. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I'll just go in the store because I kind of want to sit down and eat. Right. I walk in, the line is, like, up to the door. Jeez. And I'm like, Jesus, people, it's only a chicken sandwich. <laughs> like, you sheep. So, well, hey, listen, you know, it's, it's a like, culture. So, so, basically, so basically, I spend the whole time in line complaining about, like, this whole Twitter feud and how it's ridiculous and just asinine. But yet the store's packed and it's working. But, but yet... As soon as I get up to the counter, I lead off by ordering the shrimp, and then I'm like, "And can I get a chicken sandwich?" <laughs> <laughs> I ordered it so like after off thought, the cuff, like off the cuff, like under my breath, because I was like, "I don't want these." Hippies. Like, I want to try one too. <laughs> hey, I want to give a special shout. I just saw popped into the live feed that um, one of my hopeful potential future bosses, Ken Johnson, who's the founder of Vegas the Network which is a new internet cable TV uh, thing is happening. I, I filmed a couple of pilots for him. Uh, so, Ken, hope all is well. Thank you for tuning in and can't wait to hear an update. But anyway, so I love giving shout-outs to people. People yeah. love hearing their names, you know, mentioned. So that's why I'm monitoring that. And and I can't keep up with it. I Did mean, I see Vince McMahon go by yeah, that? He's, yeah, he said you're fired. So I don't know okay. what that meant. Um, and that's, uh, that's Vincent Kyle McMahon. <laughs> <Vincent Kyle McMahon. laughs> yeah. Just wait for the comment of, this is some good shit. Yeah, there you go. Shit. There you go. So, all right. So, anyway, so what's, your, what's your pop culture topic that, that's been eating at you for a while? Or that's out there that's of interest to you? The only thing I've really seen on Twitter is the whole... Pop or Popeyes and Chick Fil A thing. Okay, nothing of interest to you besides food, that <laughs> that's in pop culture. Well, 
Does it look like Matt or I have missed many meals? No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. Actually, you you know, know, none of us have. So, so um, <laughs> in 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 pop news, because we all know I'm a big Funko Pop collector. Right. I got my I got my the man Becky Lynch pop in the mail today. You know he's got an Alexa Bliss one on the shelf here. I Signed. know. I want it. Uh, I want it. He told me he's got to know what you're going to do with an Alexa Bliss pop. You don't want to know what I'm going to do with an Alexa Bliss Oh, my goodness. That's a whole nother show. This is a PG show. By the way, I notice as people walking by here, I feel like I'm at Walmart. Because there's some interesting people going by. There's some interesting people wave at us. Hashtag hashtag people of the boulevard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when you see those memes come up of people, how they're dressed in Walmart's off hours, I'm seeing some interesting outfits go by. This is is a great scene. Well, well, I got to say, like, going back to Funko's, uh, like, so. He's trying to save us is what he's trying to do. I can turn his mic off, Scott, if you want to make your point. Well, you know, the one thing I do not carry in the store is full-length mirrors, and I think I might need to. (laughs) Maybe there's a reason. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so I was like, I was just commenting uh, to Matt. Uh, uh, we were we were in uh, one of the other stores here at the mall, like looking at pops, and I was like, you know, it's it's crazy because I collect the WWE pops. Obviously, I'm a fan. We have like we have an Eva Marie pop. Eva Marie. But we don't have like an Edge pop or a Miz pop. Did you see what Edge looked like this week? They showed a picture from where he's he's cut now. Uh, yeah, he's I, in great shape. I am yeah. actually hearing, I have nothing confirmed. I have no sources to cite, but I've seen a lot of rumors that he might be cleared to come back. Something had to have happened if he gave Elias that spear. Yeah. If, if it wasn't cleared, uh, he, he wasn't going to do that. He threw him, he threw his full body weight into that spear and yeah. that gave me a little hope because Edge was always one of my But friends. how would you bring him into the ring? How would you bring him into a story? You brought point? Goldberg back. You brought Goldberg back. <laughs> You brought Jeff Jarrett back for the Royal Rumble. Like, I mean, come on. Like, but that's a gimmick match. So bringing him back for that, I understand. Goldberg, they brought him back at the last match with Ziggler because they had to clean up the bad taste against the Undertaker, just like Taker had a good match uh, with Roman. But how would you bring you know Edge back in? I mean, under what storyline could you bring Edge back in? I'm sure create. Well, I'm not, I don't trust creative. <laughs> Notice that. <laughs> okay, on that pop culture note. Yeah. So let's go back. Scott, what, what's interest of you on pop culture? Anything non-wrestling? What's out there that has well, your Well, I have to agree with these two gentlemen to my left that, uh, or to the right for the internet viewers. <laughs> uh, the Popeye's chicken is, is taking storm. I mean, it's on Fox News. It's on CNN. It's on MSNBC. I'm trying to make you know sure I don't get in trouble with our president naming all the uh, news agencies. But uh, needless to say, that that's it. I I have not seen much in the news except which chicken sandwich is better. It's kind of sad. That Can you break. believe people were like demolishing restaurants because they were out? Like how good could that thing? They had to shut down. Yeah, I saw they had to shut down a restaurant because they ran out. People were, were literally hurt. throwing chairs, like literally trying to break the restaurant. That's just people being stupid, mm-hmm. and that happens all the time. Or the next tryout for AEW. I mean, <laughs> hosted by John Moxley. Here's the next tryout in your Popeyes chicken. I just want to see Wendy's get involved in this. Whoever their social media person is, is a freaking genius. Next AEW pay per view, <laughs> Panic at the Popeyes. <laughs> In this Featuring a chicken sandwich on a pole match. <laughs> and then you have Ronald McDonald entering the ring privately. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my know, God. For the hot and spicy McChicken. Ronald McDonald, oh AEW goodness. confirmed. You know there's an indie wrestler like called Dirty Ron McDonald? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Dear Lord. <laughs> so here's one I want to throw. It's completely off food. I'm going to get off food. This thing with Andrew Luck. I know it's not oh. pop culture per se. But the guy announces his retirement out of the blue on Saturday. Okay, so I'm sure everybody's running into store to get any Andrew Luck stuff. Sold out. Sold out. Uh, but he's getting a lot. Of, I mean, Doug, did you see Doug Gottlieb's comment on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely. And everybody lambasted him. Oh, well, 
good I, for them. You know what? Good for them because it was an ignorant comment. This is how millennials act. I mean, yeah. you know. Because you know what though? A lot of people don't read the writing on the walls here, and like maybe this is just me as a wrestling fan and like fantasy booking the NFL here. Right. But you do know what Andrew's father does for a living, right? He is not going to the XFL. <laughs> Oliver Luck is the CEO of Vince McMahon's XFL. There, yeah, imagine, imagine that. <laughs> Could you imagine? Now, that'd be like the, start, John, that'd be like the John Moxley of football right there. <laughs> now, starting quarterback for your XFL team. Yeah, they, they showed all the logos this week. Oh, they, yeah. They showed yeah. the logos. and, and Oh, yeah, and they have one, the Tampa Bay Vipers and my first thing. I was put hashtag out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was saying right away. Randy Orton's going to be here somehow. He's going to be like the team mascot or something. <laughs> so, but uh, all right, what, what do you have back on the wrestling list? So what else you want to talk about? And uh, we're down well, to ten minutes, guys. Well, well, we're speaking of. I mean, we're we're going to go a little over. We're not constrained to time frame. Well, anymore. no, Did that, you pay rent on this space. That no, is true, but I want our, our listeners have to know we're consistent. So there, there is uh, there is one major issue I would like to touch on sure. because you are talking about Twitter, and there is one big issue, kind of very dividing the wrestling community in the Twitter sphere right now. Mm-hmm. This whole concept of real sport athletes versus performance artists, right? So you got guys like Jim Cornette, like coming out and just like, no, it's a sport. You need to look legitimate. You need to look, you know, you need to look professional. You need to make it believable, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, you need to support kayfabe. And, you know, you got a lot of these younger generations, like the millennial generation of wrestlers, so to speak, you know, guys like Joey Ryan, Orange Cassidy, you know, they're gimmick wrestlers. They're they're not, you know, you're not going to put Orange Cassidy on the same level as a Daniel Bryan right. or an AJ Styles. But it doesn't mean that those guys are any less entertaining. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, you know, and, you know, it, the, the the bait is just getting so heated on both sides. You know, I've seen like a lot of, a lot of you know, even, even Count Out Cameron, if he's still watching, he and I were talking about it the other night. Like, you know... I believe wrestling is a big enough world that there's a time and a place for every gimmick and a time and a place for every style. And I feel like to, to pigeonhole some of these guys and say that they're not real wrestlers is wrong. Well, didn't we see a gimmick like this back in the day with WCW and David Arquette being the WCW <laughs> heavyweight champion? I mean, come on. Well, that was some Vince Russo crap. But, uh, but still, I mean, the yeah. same concept. Here's a guy who's not a wrestler at all. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's carrying the belt. Uh, not just any belt. That was the belt that Ric Flair Yeah, had. right. Exactly. The, the big, important belt at the yeah. time. Yeah. So, and now that guy's been put into a match that's coming up, right? Well, yeah. Well, so. well, I mean, like, the, the big thing is, like, cause the, all, a lot of this stemmed from, like, the fact, I don't know if you knew who this superhuman guy is. Uh, are you familiar with superhuman? I'm not until you guys sent me the link the other day. Oh, look at this guy. oh Jesus. Superhuman um, is, this, uh, is this guy, I think he's in Florida. Uh-huh. And uh, I believe he's high-functioning autistic. I could be wrong about that. Uh, that I don't you know. know. I don't, I don't want to, like, out the guy's mental state. But, uh, you know, uh, he for, for, for a little while now, he's been putting out these Twitter videos of him taking bumps like wrestling style bumps, you know, onto like increasingly crazy. He, he builds himself as an amateur stuntman. Like um, barbed wire like, in a wheelbarrow coming down and doing a, a butt yeah. plant. Or getting like getting like the John Cena attitude adjustment on a barbed right. wire table or like a flaming table. I mean, well, the, it all started years ago with you Mick know, Foley. Yeah. Absolutely. The Hall of Famer. That's right. Yeah. And jumping like, off his roof. At least and, he got paid for it. Not when he was jumping off the roof in his backyard, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> True. As a teenager, yeah, no. No. So now, so now this, you know, and like uh, he, he kind of caught like a cult following between a lot of indie wrestlers. Like I've mm-hmm. seen, I've seen Joey Janela do his trademark whoop whoop before hitting a high high spot. You know, uh, you know, I, you know, it's like, you know, Superhuman's got his own little catchphrases. So, 
you know, I've seen a lot of indie wrestlers parody him. Right. Before they do a hit, before they, like, do, a, like, a crazy, crazy move, they'll just yell on the top rope, this is for the Juggalos and the Juggalettes, you know, whoop, whoop, <laughs> you know, F this and just go into it. And so this guy is, like, just got a cult of personality around him now to the now to the point where he's been booked in the main event of an actual wrestling show this guy is untrained as far as i know he mm-hmm. just you know just just throws his body just throws his body just around i mean he's got an, in a superhuman level of pain tolerance i'll say that much but uh you know like he's a, he's in like a fatal five-way hardcore match with guys like shark boy and joey ryan and you know a lot of people were up in arms about that saying that like this amateur is like everything that's wrong with wrestling and cheapening the sport so i mean what are you guys' thoughts on that like you know well i'll jump in and say basically i'm old school mm-hmm. and respect the fact that he tried but also to me it is a slap in the face to the guys who put in the hard work in the gyms mm-hmm. and the training and the schools and you know set up the ring tear down the ring you know sleep in the back of the vans you, you got to respect the people that got you there and the sad part is, what happens if he gets hurt? You've got a lot of younger generation kids watching this that are going to start the backyard wrestling again. Right. And, you know, Vince McMahon, like him, hate him, whatever, puts on the show and says, do not try this at home. Right. These, are, these are trained professionals. And I, I disagree with it. I, yeah. I don't like that type of gimmick. If you want to be part of the show and be at ringside and i'm not trying to discourage or demean any manager or anything like that that's fine but don't get in the ring unless you're a trained professional right you you just in my opinion you're hurting the sport Mm. i agree i agree same here i agree i think it like it's funny like on his youtube thing when he gets smacked and you hear him scream but to be in the ring with all these guys that are like everybody respects Watch them perform. Like, what can he realistically do you think besides gonna, getting hit by a chair and laying there? Do you think they're going to be safe with him, or are they going to potato the hell out of him? I kind of hope they potato the hell out of him. Just go straight up Idaho on him? That would be amazing. <laughs> well, they're going to have to do something, because if this, this kid, if this guy gets severely injured in some way, obviously I'm sure he signed waivers and all this other stuff, but there's going to, I would think that there would have to be some form of liability with the wrestling promotion that signed him to at some level. Should he get hurt while performing in the during the match? Well, I remember like the, to me a lot of this smacks of like I don't know if you remember back in the the late '80s, early '90s, uh, like when ECW was starting up. Uh, there was an incident called it's kind of famous like back where I'm from, back in Philly. It's called the Mass Transit incident. Not uh, familiar Scott, with. It. Don't are, remember. Are, are you familiar with Mass Transit? I know where you're going with this. So, uh, so a little background on this. Uh, back in back in the heyday of ECW, they were doing a house show um, where you know they they would basically like sign people on the spot they'd make them fill out the waivers mm-hmm. and all this and they'd put them in the ring with ecw talent um and i don't know if you know who new jack is but new jack was notoriously one of the oh, stiffest right. vi- most violent unsafe workers in the history of the business right and they put him in the ring with this grossly overweight kid named master like he was he came out dressed like a bus driver and like he was like 300 pounds okay and uh he went under the ring name as of mass transit and New Jack just bladed him. He beat the crap out of Jeez. him. And this, this kid is just bleeding all over the ring. Turned out the kid was 17 years old. 
Oh, man. He wasn't Whoops. even of legal age. It was a big black eye for ECW. Yeah, sure. And, like, you know, like, the kid, like, wound up passing out in the ring from blood loss. Nobody stopped. I mean, like, they had to stop the match. Right. Wow. It was It was really violent. You can you can still see, like, really crappy camcorder video of it somewhere in the bowels of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, you even hear the guy. He, like, his dad let him do it. His dad, like, signed the waivers, too. But, like, halfway through the match, he's like, you can hear the dad yell out, like, oh, my God, he's just a kid. <laughs> Too late at that point. Like, yeah, like he's Jeez. like, well, your kid, you let your kid just like take, have a grown, angry man, like <laughs> cut your kid's head open with a razor blade and just kick the, kick the ever loving tar out of him. Good and, uh, you know, ECW faced a lot of lawsuits because that, and, uh, you know, that, that kid was never the same. In fact, you know, I think for like unrelated health reasons, he wound up dying a few Jeez. years after that. Oh, but, uh, wow. Hey, Justin, thanks for joining us. But well, you know, when, that's we, what happens when you have untrained. Absolutely unsafe people in the ring you know you run the risk of somebody getting hurt and you met we've talked about it but you know not just having the individual the kid the inexperienced wrestler or not even wrestler talent or if you want to call it that in the ring but when you have a dance partner in the ring you're responsible for that other dance partner Mm -hmm. and what happens if he hurts a trained wrestler by doing something stupid you better not hurt joey ryan that man is a national treasure Oh, man. Yes. Although, although at the same time, I really want to see Superhuman get dick flipped onto a fiery table. (laughs) Why do I feel like this table's divided? (laughs) But notice the age difference that's causing that difference as well. Here's the thing. thing. I like, I am a a fan of the old school and I respect where the business came from at the same time. Like, I always view wrestling like a vaudeville show. It's a variety show. There's something for everybody, you know. You know, and it's always been like that. You know, you you have your guys... Like Bret Hart, who's your ring technician, and all yeah. of a sudden Bret Hart, one of the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, going into the ring against a zombified mortician who's controlled by a metal urn. <laughs> like I mean, like the thing is, people want to look at guys like Joey Ryan and Orange Cassidy and Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus and say that oh, that's killing the business, that's ridiculous. But it's like the business has actually been like this since the TV right. era started. We've always had we had a clown. And a hockey goon, like we had Duke the Dumpster Drozzy and Mantar. Like right. you can't tell me that there was not ridiculous gimmicks in wrestling. These guys are just using their natural athleticism to parlay that into an interesting gimmick. Like say what you want about Orange Cassidy putting his hands in his pockets for an entire match and acting like he's the king of sloth style and just lazy as hell. Right. But have you seen the things he does when he's in the ring? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of athleticism and talent to do what he does. That's why, like when he's like when these guys want to say that they're performance artists. I mean, some of these guys are just as muscular and built as a Cir- as a circus light performer. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we're, uh, listen, I know we have basically open air time, but I want our audience to be consistent with yeah. what our show is going to be because we know most people. Are we have, boring you, audience? Yeah, well, I hope not. But we're still filling in there. People are still joining the, the watch <laughs> party, which is great. Um, are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> Let's switch gears on, on this final topic, and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap up our first show. This Sunday, Big Valley Wrestling, who Johnny and I do commentary for, is having a huge match, huge card this Saturday down at the Sahara Event Center. Uh, bell time is 3 p.m., a special start time. It is Labor Day weekend. Uh, I don't know if you have your phone handy, if you can bring up some of the matches or if you know uh, them. I, I know them. I know Let's some of them. So, uh, so uh, we have some local favorites, Sky High, going up against Exceptional and Tenacious. Right. Which I believe well, is I say Exceptional right, because otherwise he's going to oh. get on us on Sunday. Please. Exceptional and, we both and can't Tenacious. Sing like, right. Okay. We can't better? sing like Ricky, so I don't want to even try Nobody that. Nobody wants so. to sing like Ricky. Thank goodness. <laughs> 
So I would break this glass if I sang like yeah, that. Yeah, and we can't afford to replace the glass. So uh, so no, so so we have we have ENT against Sky High, which I believe is a number one contenders match. I believe so for the uh, for the BBW Tag Championships, because the tag champions are going to be busy. In the survival match. There's the Sin City survival matches. Fresco and De Niro. It's a fatal five-way hardcore elimination-style match. Uh, I think there's more than five. At last count, I I think I saw seven. I think I saw seventh entrance. So so wait, we have have Fresco and De Niro. That's two. Right. We Um, have uh, Funny Bone. Right. uh, Big Dirty. Right. uh, Sergeant Major. Right. And... uh, that was just the five. No, the, I, I, um, I saw it come through. There, I thought okay. I saw seven, but there's plenty of people that are going to cause havoc. Let's put hey, it that hey, way. Hey, Dirty, if, you, if you're still watching, who are you working with? Well, yeah, exactly. Tweet us out. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we also got, uh, we have uh, Kevin Ducats mm-hmm. oh. defending the Las Vegas title against the problem. Yeah. One Sefa Fatu. Yeah. That's, That's going to be, be great. I mean, the, the place blew off when Fatu made it to the ring oh, it's, last, last month. I, I'm sorry I missed it. Oh, it's oh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And uh, please don't ever leave me at the desk again with Bobby Beamer. Oh, I know he filled in for me when I wasn't there. Now I know the troubles you went in. Karma. <laughs> Although I will Pay say backs. this, he did, did. Yeah, exactly. He did say a line that I thought was really cool, and it had me it had me like he got my attention. Uh, I forgot what match it was, but one of the guys was up on the turnbuckle okay. and ready to jump down on the other guy oh congo crushes them. right right that's what speaking it was. of the dealership right congo crushes that's the right. six man in that fight oh there you go so beamer says he's ready to make the jump but after the after he missed it he says that's like jumping into a pool without water <laughs> i lost it i thought it was a great line that's the only thing i learned from beamer that day by the way and he went at it with tiffany in the ring not cool oh no not cool when not you argue cool. with tiffany in the ring but a great card, special bell time, 3 well, o'clock, you've, right? You've yet to talk about uh, our main event for that. Which main event? Uh, everything's a main event. When you're in the rink setting up for 500 people, okay, everything well, is a main event well, card. Well, what I'm saying is uh, uh, Frank the Tank. Yeah, Frank the Tank. He's got his belt on, up. He's got his belt up against probably the only guy who ma- who can actually match him pound for pound, mm-hmm. uh, AC Baby. Yeah. Ace Romero is battling Frank That's the right. Tank for the BVW Heavy. I hope the ring rate. is reinforced. Oof. They're going to need some, like, big show Braun Strowman reinforcement for that one. Could you imagine if Congo Crush was in that as a three-way with the weight that those three guys would put in there? They'd have to wrestle right on the floor. Oh, throwing dirty for a... Uh, throwing dirty just for balance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, special bell time, 3 p.m. Sahara Event Center. Uh, I think it's 800 Karen Avenue. Tickets are available, if I'm not mistaken. It's $12 for adults, two for one for seniors. Kids under 12 get in for free. There's reserved seating. Just come on down. Good time. Like I said, special bell time at 3, although our call time is still 12 o'clock, which is normal for well, us. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, come on down. Make it a Labor Day weekend. Have fun. Something different. Come on down and enjoy some local. Like we were talking about before, the local pro scene here for wrestling is, is absolutely off the charts in BVW now. They're getting ready for their fourth anniversary show coming yep. up in a couple of months. And uh, they're continuing to grow, and uh, it'll be a great day on Sunday. So final thoughts, gentlemen, as we wrap up our first edition episode of Thoughts Count Anywhere. Who's got it? Who wants to start off? Go ahead, Matt. Give us a final thought. All right, well done. Johnny, give us a <laughs> No. <laughs> he who hesitates is lost. Give us a thought. Somebody. Scott, give us a final thought. I'm going to Popeyes. Have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we can't beat anything other than that. Oh, my so. God. I just hope it's not our last show. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> 
All right, for my partners, we'll end it right there on that note. For Johnny, for Matt, for Scott the Boss, for me, I'm Aaron. Thank you for watching our first show. We know there's some bumps in the road, and I'm watching the Facebook live feed on my phone. little choppy. That's the Wi-Fi. We're going to try to improve on that as shows continue. want to thank everybody for jumping in. Please reshare the link. We're going to post this. Also, we're going to post the audio on all your standard iTunes, uh, uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all the sites for all the other audios. If you like it, Please share us. Join our Facebook page. Thoughts count anywhere. We'd love to hear your thoughts and maybe some show ideas and guests they'd like to see because we got some connections. Yeah, we do. We, we want to share some, some names potentially coming up before, because you've been working on that of who we might get on. Am I allowed to share the shirt? Sure. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Oh. So, so he got his email. So. Oh, oh, he got his email. Oh. Da, 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 da. Wow. <laughs> as long as he doesn't put it on. Oh, please, no. <laughs> I'll give you a dollar. I'll give you a dollar not to put it on. <laughs> so, what do you got? TJ Perkins, TJP, formerly, yes, of the WWE 205 Live Crew. Absolutely. So he's going to be coming on. We'll, we'll, we'll just show you got to stay in tune to the Facebook page, right? Got a couple local guys. Cutthroat Cody wants to come on. We're going to see Kevin Cross come in here someday. We're going to get Cross We've been talking. We'll, we'll walk. All right. So you got to stay on our Facebook page because that's where we'll be announcing all of our guests, happenings, remote shows. Come on down. We're going to be on Wednesday, 7 p.m. I know, uh, I know Marty the Moth has said he's uh, wanted to do a show, and he's actually speaking of, we didn't get to cover this. Marty's got a signing. September 7th. Life. Saturday, September 7th, 1 to 3 p.m. right here. Um, you'll, meet, you'll meet him here at uh, Power Play Sports. Um, so, yeah, check us out. Every Wednesday night, stop by. Uh, check us out if you're here in the arena. In the, in the arena. Yeah, listen to me. If you're here by the mall, come on in, stop by, say hello. That wasn't me this time. No, that was me. Oh, no, the phones? <laughs> Sorry, we got to do We're tag partners. Yeah, there we go. We we got to do something to penalize these guys for that. How about ten burpees? Oh God, no! You know what? I'll match you burpee for burpee. Oh wait, I can't. No, but I can. How about squats? You want to do squats? And with a broken wing. I can still do squats. <laughs> anyway, have a great week, everybody. From all of us here at Thoughts Count Anywhere, thank you for watching. We appreciate you for tuning in, and we will be back next week on the air right here. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. That was so